Welcome to Muscle Talk, where you'll get world champion advice about nutrition and stacking on muscle. Our host, Christine Enville, she's a three-time world champion bodybuilder, an IFBB professional, a food scientist, and a founding co-owner of our podcast sponsor, International Protein. In this episode, Christine talks about retirement and when enough is enough. She talks about what she noticed as her body transformed and aged and how retirement really did open some new chapters. Hey, so Christine, I've seen um, some of your 1980s kind of style <laughs> videos. So it's the style you were talking about, not the era. <laughs> I don't know, it was 2000s. But anyway, you, you were an absolute beast. You were at the peak of your career, I'm guessing, you, just look like an absolute weapon. So what on earth made you stop competing? Okay. So, well, that actually wasn't when I stopped competing. So that that video was really probably from the peak and the next year I turned professional and competed for a couple more years. And I think we talked about that, you know, in the the history of Christine Anvil where I I retired for a little point in time, but then I really retired in 2015. So that was my last competition. Now there's two, two main reasons why I retired. So the first one, was injury leading up to that competition. That was basically like the pinnacle competition for female bodybuilders, the Rising Phoenix, um, 2015. About eight weeks out from that, I did a little tear um, to my rotator cuff on my left side and doing dumbbell um, bench press. I, at that point in time, you know, I was probably the biggest that I had been and I was training very, very heavily. And I thought if I didn't, you know, maintain that degree of weight through my system, I wouldn't carry the size and I really wanted to carry a lot of more, lot more size that year to the competition. So it was only a small tear and I was, I was fine. I thought, so I continued to do my normal weights and everything. And then about another two and a half weeks after that, it went big time. Like I really felt a pretty major um, tear occur and I couldn't do any pressing movement. I could press above my head and I could press on an incline, but I couldn't do any um, flat type of pressing and I couldn't do any dipping, which I used to do, but it was, it was only, you know, six weeks out by that stage. And I figured I I could train around that and I could still get to competition. I didn't tell anybody because I didn't want anyone looking at me, looking for that injury. So I, I basically just kept it quiet and went along and, and made it through and did that competition, got to the competition. Now this, this was the first time that this particular competition had been held. So obviously everyone knew that the Olympia was the pinnacle competition for all bodybuilding. And 2014 was the last time that they held the female bodybuilding at that particular event. So I had competed in 2000 at the, sorry, 2014 at the Olympia. And I would have to say that the, um, it's like the pageantry and the, the, just the immensity of that event, there really was like nothing could compare to that. So it, it was a step above any other competition, like every, all of the, qualifier competitions were were great particularly like Toronto that was an always a really really great show great venue but it was still the Olympia was you know was it, it was a pinnacle you know you had the um the meet the champions you know where you have your little table and and people come and say hi and you know so many people from you know years of the industry that I knew would come past and that was just you know a really really phenomenal thing you got treated so well you know for for a whole bunch of reasons um female bodybuilding got taken out of the Olympia and then a company Wings of Strength, you know, probably most people who follow female bodybuilding would be familiar with owner Jake Woods. He got permission to still continue to have the female bodybuilding sponsor all of the shows, 
and have a, a pinnacle show called the Rising Phoenix. So that was the 2015 same qualifier system operated and um, I was going into that and the couple of differences there was that it was a couple of, um, I guess, wild cards were given so people that they felt like could just be, you know, brought in to do the competition um, came in. So that was a totally different feel. Like the whole show was very small. It was very, very kind of low-key and obviously you're thinking this is like the pinnacle show of the whole of bodybuilding and I feel like I'm in someone's living room just having a casual chat. Like That's, that's a real like, shame. So why it, why did... Olympia sort of dropped the female side of things. It's not something I probably want to go into on this podcast. Yeah, cool. It's a it's a probably a, a whole topic outside of where international protein is and where I am, and that's an, part of the reason why I retired. Um, yeah, the association with um, Wings of Strength, whilst they are really heavy supporters of bodybuilding, they are not supporters necessarily of the athletic side, and more probably of a you know the the darker side of female bodybuilding, for want of a better way of talking about that. So, but that, but they, but you didn't get exposed to that if you didn't want to be exposed to it, but it obviously was always there and had a connection to it. And that, you know, that's part of the reason why it got taken out of the, out of the Olympia because of that not being necessarily a purely athletic orientated pursuit. So you have this thing where, you know, people who are, you know, definite fans of female bodybuilding wanted to keep it alive. So that's why they've, you know, gone off and, and, um, you know, kept the shows going. So I had, you know, I had a choice here where I had an injury. Uh, which was going to prevent me from training, you know, th- there was obviously going to be a, um, I-, I figured there was going to be just some basic, you know, operation and rehab and I'd be back into it. But to go through that and then to go into something where it was pretty low key, it didn't have the grandeur. I had done the Olympia, so that was pretty much the peak. So it was a fairly easy decision at that point to say, I'm going to step away from this now because my body is probably just going to get more and more beaten down to be in something which I don't think is as, as prestigious as what it was previously. So, right. but I'm just going to like kind of jump forward a little bit and say that obviously in 2020, a massive, massive thing happened where the Jake Woods, the owner of or the, the man behind Wings of Strength actually purchased the Olympia. Okay. The right to the Olympia. So now the Miss Olympia is back at the Olympia again. So at he full strength. Uh, at full strength, yeah. Brilliant. So he has so that and that's the thing. He has put a lot of time and energy and you know over for between you know 2015 to 2020, he kept putting more shows in and you know really just keeping it alive, keeping it alive. So so it's back there now. Unfortunately, COVID hit and the Olympia was not. You know, I, I know people who went to the Olympia, and of course, it was nothing like what the Olympia is or should be or was uh, when it was held in Vegas. Probably for him, you know, the worst timing in the world that you purchase this brand and then, you know, COVID hits and you can't hold it the way that you were supposed to hold it. So it hasn't really come back to its, like it's back in its full capacity, but the event was nothing like what the normal Olympia is. Obviously there was no expo, you know, the the whole mask wearing thing and, and everything. So it's going to be interesting to see over the next, you know, 12 months where that goes and all that. But it's not going to entice me back to competing because obviously that it's back at the Olympia again. Um, mm. I think that having been through that and done done that, like it was an opportunity to kind of really change my training around and then and actually get the enjoyment side out of it. Now, I'm not saying I didn't enjoy training when I was competing for competitions because I absolutely loved the competing, but it's something that um, you know what it, the toll that it puts on your body in terms of just the the breakdown of the joints of of just the the continual like pounding of the heavy weights and everything and the amount of time and mental energy that it does take it does not allow you to do as much as what you want to do in other fields and obviously now you know we're doing things like 
the podcast and educating and trying to just get more information about nutrition, um, you know, focusing on people who want to be, you know, healthier and, and have more muscle as they age. So there's a whole bunch of stuff now that takes a lot of time and energy that if. So just on the age note, you obviously had a career of, you know, how long? 25 years of competing, I think, from like start to finish. So the body must have changed a lot through that period. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, uh, well, the um, the early years, it's a lot harder to get kind of lean and dry looking because your hormones are a certain way. But it's re- like really easy to look nice and big and full and strong and it's you can recover so much quicker. You haven't um, had any of those little injuries, so you're able to you know train very heavy, train very hard. Um, your metabolism's a little bit quicker. But the main thing I noticed obviously was like the fullness and the roundness of the muscle, you know, for the for how small you can get your waist. And and I know this is a little bit genetic, but obviously most, you know, men and women as we age, we thicken through the middle. Certain muscle groups flatten out. So I really noticed like my triceps flattened out compared to when I was uh, younger. Other muscle groups like my biceps got better, but it was easier to get drier as an older competitor, like competing in my um, you know late 30s and 40s compared to in my 20s. So much easier to stay leaner, um, stay drier, but you, your body just can't take exactly, it can't take the volume of work that you do when you're younger. So that changed. And then one of the other things I noticed was that it was a lot harder to get the fat off from like my lower back and my stomach. So again, hormonal changes as you get older. And that was, again, one of the things um, for how hard I had to work at, you know, my early 40s compared to in my, you know, late 20s, put an injury on top of that and then put a um, a situation where the competitions are no longer as, mm-hmm. as prestigious and you, you kind of feel like you've been at the top and now maybe it's going to be you know, everything that you do is a little bit less shiny than that. So putting all of that together, it, it, you know, that, that's that's a big reason to not continue. But also, as I said, I wanted to do more things. So obviously the mm. businesses. No know, regrets, I'm guessing. No, absolutely yep. not. And that's what I mean. So like, it's the right timing for you. Yeah. Yep. Like I, it, it was it was a little bit rough because after the dealt injury, we'd finished the comp, gone back to Melbourne and I was training and I did a front raise and I felt something go. Like, and it was basically my bicep tore and it sprained my wrist because the weight was in my hand and it kind of transferred really, really quickly. So the, the second half or the, the last half after that competition, the last half of 2015, was a very ordinary for training because my entire left side was kind of messed up. It obviously, you know, came back strength-wise. Um, the bad news was that the, the surgery wasn't an option. Like I thought, like I'd done a tricep injury and I, you know, it was fixed and four months later I was back training at full strength, but with a rotator cuff, he there was thinning throughout the, the tendons and other damage, and the surgeon pretty much said if I repair that, it's just going to tear somewhere else really, really soon, and it's a really long rehab. So he said if it's not causing you pain, don't worry about it. So And it wasn't, mm-hmm. and it's not. And, and I obviously I notice a weakness on that side, and I notice certain angles which pull extremely funny, and I notice the development has, is not as good as the right-hand side. And that's the other thing. Like to me, bodybuilding is so much about balance. And as soon as you create a situation where you have an imbalance that you can't fix, like if you have an imbalance because you haven't trained correctly and you can correct it and then, you know, improve your physique, that's bodybuilding to me. But if you've got an imbalance because you're literally, you know, you have a tear or something that is creating that, then that's something you're never going to overcome. So you're always going to be limited in in where you can go. Now, though, you know, when I train, it's it's so much fun because the pressure is off. You know, if I you know, if I choose to train lighter or if I choose to train heavier or if I choose to, you know, try different things, it's it's just more, you know, I got into the gym for that reason in the first place and then it just takes, you know, not having that pressure on to have to be 
ripped or have to be a certain size to be competitive is, um, you know, it's, it's just such a whole different so a whole got, different mentality going So you've got a bunch gym. of new chapters that you've got to open. So if yeah. someone's sitting on the fence about retiring and their body's just getting a bit sore, they're aging a little bit, then? I, I, would, I would really question, like, what, what are you missing out on? Because we all know when we do compete, we do put a lot of things on hold, whether yeah. it be relationships, whether it be, you know, family, whether it be things that you want to do, other projects. So if you, yeah, if you're, if you're putting your body through something, think about like this isn't as bad as it'll get. Like if you've made this injury and you continue to push at that rate, then potentially you're going to end up where you can't train at all or you can't train mm. in, a, in a capacity that you enjoy. And I think the thing is if you love your training, you're never going to want to stop doing that. Yeah. So it's about being able to always do some degree of training rather than no degree of training because you've you know kind of messed everything up so much. So that um, definitely would be my advice. If someone's on the fence about it, think about what have you got to gain from moving on from this and not being afraid to move on from it because, you know, when you do have time to do other things, there's so many more things out there. And, and, and again, giving back and having the time to actually talk about the experiences or talk about nutrition, all the things that I take for granted that people know because I just, you know, hung around with kind of high, higher level bodybuilders and just assumed that what we talked about everybody knew about um, and, and it's not necessarily the case. And then also many new people coming in or, as, as I said, people who are kind of getting older and realising that their body doesn't stay the same, doesn't, it doesn't hang in there and you can kind of do whatever you like with it. it. It does need to be worked. It does need to be, you know, you do need to cons- concentrate more on nutrition. You do need to concentrate on your activity and you can't just leave it to chance like you can when you're in your 20s then for those people it's like a whole like new world to them and I think that I've you know had enough years and enough experience in the sport and in with nutrition that it's something that I can impart to people so that's help sort of coach people along their journeys yeah yeah Yeah, well you're doing it with these podcasts that's right even if people even if people aren't wanting to compete it's still about it becomes about then um you know training your body and how you use your body because it's not just to compete like this is for life fitness and it's for a better quality of life as well mm-hmm. but that but that's essentially why I retired I have no plans to compete ever again I do miss it like I absolutely miss the performance side of it but hey maybe there's something I should be getting into performance wise or something <laughs> Just throwing it out there. Judging maybe, but more no, judging. No, judging no. judging's on the other side of it. It's, not, it's, it's, um, it's fun to watch that and, and see the physiques and see what's coming through and, and see the passion that people put into the, that their journey and know that, you know, there's always that commonality of what you've been through and what they've been through. But the judging is never as much fun as being on the other side where you get that freedom to express yourself because, like, bodybuilding is a sport art. It's not... A run down the line and there's like a certain technique to it like you can express and show your muscularity in many many different ways and you see that by watching people's posing routines where someone more does dance and someone else um is you know maybe not as flowing or they do a different style of dance so that's it's it's definitely a um a performance sport awesome thank you very much christine words of wisdom if you like what you've heard recognize that these tips they're free so show your support by becoming a loyal international protein customer by jumping online hunt our product down and hit that buy now button so once again like share and subscribe to our podcast so we can continue to bring you these episodes from our one and only aussie muscle guru three times world champion christine enville